listening to Have the Conversation Podcast, a podcast centered around mental health, wellness, and everything in between. I'm Kala. And I'm Leanne. We're sitting down with everyday people to talk about life and the lessons they've learned, all in an effort to connect and stay encouraged. This week, we got a chance to talk to Matt Peel, a NASA certified personal trainer, a corrective exercise specialist, and the author of The Athlete in the Game of Life. It was such a fun conversation. He even had some great information for the GP. Yeah. You even got yourself a new nickname, Cal. Uh, Yeah. Could be worse. Like, could be Howard. Poor Howard. Poor, poor Howard. (laughs) Poor Howard. Needless to say, Matt and Howie had us laughing, and it was great to get to know them. I hope you guys enjoy, and maybe you learn a little something, too. I want to go back to 2008 in Laguna (laughs) Hills and talk about when you first stepped into the fitness world and why you chose to do that. Oh, all right. I thought you were talking like you were there, like you were there in 2008. <laughs> I mean, we got into your book. I'm just, I'm ready to dig into yeah. that. I, love I don't want to talk about my 2008. No? <laughs> so let's stick to yours. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, you look a little bit younger than mine. So maybe you're in a different place in uh, 2008 than I was. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I became a trainer because I was trying to get into actually the uh, nutrition store with a guy I graduated high school with and college with who uh, lived in Spanish Fort, Alabama. And uh, so I became a trainer just to get a little bit more knowledge. And then the recession hit. And I was like, well, shit, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, you and everyone else. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I have this trainer cert. And it was actually with uh, NESTA. Um, I don't know why I chose that one. I think that was just red reviews. That was the easiest one at that point in time. And uh, so when that didn't work out, I said, well, let me go actually use this. And so I went to 24 hour fitness in Laguna Hills and applied there. And there's a guy named Tim Hutchings, English guy who was also a big soccer fan and played soccer like I did. And he hired me, he took a chance on me. He had no experience. I'd worked out my whole life and um, started to, learn a little bit about supplements and took a chance and, and he hired me. And then from there, I'm, the rest is kind of history. You know, you worked with a lot of different people. Uh, it was a great place to work. I really enjoyed it. It was a smaller club. I don't know how familiar y'all are with 24 fitness as a whole, uh, but it was a, one of the smaller clubs. It wasn't a sport or a super sport. I think it was, it was called a, an active. I've been there for a billion, zillion years. And uh, then just went from there, then got NASM, and ace and i never even actually studied for my ace that was a big roll of the dice right (laughs) and i got a 70 right on the nose there you go so that's that's all i did a pass well i I got my nesta 24 fitness put you through theirs which was made by nasm then i got my oh it is yeah it was i I don't know if they still is then i got my nasm and then so you got more pay, the more certs that you got. That's mm-hmm. why I went and got these other ones. And so I said, well, what the hell? I mean, I've gotten two within a year or so. Why not? I don't need to study for ACE. Let me just go take it. Oh, wow. <laughs> not, even, not even close to what the other ones were. Not only was it, uh, it was based on all on cardio stuff. I was like, I don't do cardio. Two, <laughs> how am I going to, I, I could care less about it. 
And it was all we've the- got that in common, Matt. What's that? <laughs> right. I said we've got that in common. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Who, who likes to go be on a treadmill? Not I. Okay. And yeah. uh, oh, and I had NFPT also, National Federation of Personal Trainers. So I had four. At one point in time, I had four because I wanted to pretty much max out my pay. Right. And uh, now I'm just down to NASM and a corrective exercise specialist with them. And then, so I just got that last about a year ago. And then when it expires next year, I'm just going to get my PES, my performance enhancement specialist. And then I'll be, I guess it'll be an NASM master trainer at that point in time. Cause I have what both. does the performance enhancement specialist, what does that one? That's focus more on? focus, I think on sports and athletic performance. Okay. Okay. I just recently finished the, like literally a month ago, finished their behavioral change specialist. Uh-huh. That one was phenomenal. If Because what I found with a lot of clients is like, I'm their accountability partner. Right. And so like, I, yeah, you work on their form and stuff, but mostly like if you weren't there to meet them at the gym, they wouldn't come. So doing goals with people in the beginning usually works really well, but then you get like a certain level of comfort with them and they get in their, you know, kind of in their groove and you lose a little bit of motivation and it's hard to keep them on track. Um, but the behavioral change specialist literally, it splits people up based off of like the level of change that they're on. So like there's the pre-contemplation stage, which is like, you're thinking about working out, but you're like still stage. Yeah. Huh. So you're you're looking at a fitness magazine. You're like, maybe I'll do that one day. And then there's the contemplation stage where it's like in the next month, you're going to do it. Right. And then there's action and maintenance. And so there's all the different stages and you, they give you specific goals, like all these different kinds of like cognitive goals and um, different behavioral change goals to based off of what stage they're in. So it's really cool to help really motivate clients depending on exactly what they're ready for. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really liked because it's hard to, to keep people motivated. Do you feel that way? It is. And I've had clients that have been with now for three years and four years, you know, I've, I've hit my groove. So we've established a relationship and, and now we're friends and we do things that are social um, besides just in the gym. So yeah, it's, it's kind of, all right. I know that you're not going to do really change your diet. I, I just mm-hmm. know not going to happen. Yeah. All right. So where do we go from here? Well, now it is in kind of just the maintenance, but you're right. They've, they're not going to do it themselves or they're going to go back to have one, client who says, well, can I get five pounds? No, put five pounds down. You, we're never going to touch five pounds. It, <laughs> you're way beyond that. And she'll yeah, just go back to that. <laughs> yeah. She'll just go yeah. back to that. So they know mm-hmm. it is just accountability. And if they put the financial investment in, then they're going to keep showing up. Yeah. That's the other thing is the investment too. It's I, at first I felt I had a hard time charging people because I loved doing it, but people like to make an investment towards their goals. And so I, th- I think that it's like a very necessary, not just so that we can, you know, make a living, but for them to take it seriously, it's a, like a necessary piece of it. Yeah. But what, what, what type of clients do you normally work with? Now or that I have? Well, yeah, let's, let's go back to 2008. 2008. <laughs> Take us back. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like Wayne's world. Huh? Yeah, that's it. 
So in, in 2008, it was anybody that I could get. Yeah. I didn't care. Anybody that I can get. Um, I've, the, the oldest client I've worked with was, was a gentleman in his 90s, early 90s. And then, you know, with kids, you know, eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old kids. And I, I still do that uh, with, with the kids. But then as you go through your journey, as, as how long have you been a, a trainer, um, Leanne? Uh, overall so nine years now nine years okay oh why'd you ask <laughs> I'm, I'm bordering on uh whatever math is right <laughs> whatever that math I is love experience. <laughs> if, if i have to count above 15 i don't know how to do that yep <laughs> so whatever that math is and uh so you find your group right what do you really like what do you really like what do you really like so let's fast forward to now um, mm -hmm. and seeing people that are stuck, like y'all are in a sense, literally, you know, behind the computer, right now they're zooming okay. and they're this all the time and mm -hmm. things just click because as you get educated, you know, through NASM and you see like the overhead squat assessment, and then you really drill that down and learn to apply that. Go, oh, that's why they're moving like that because mm -hmm. they're sitting because their quads are tight. Their glutes are weak. Their hamstrings are weak. They have tight lats. They have tight pecs they have all these things that now are really starting to make sense and so you see that's what i'm enjoying doing is seeing take someone from a corrective standpoint as right now and then move them to where they can use everything and function a lot better and have the fun and the enjoyment that they want in their life now i'm 45 years old now I, I, admittedly i'm not a 27 year old you know spring chicken so I would love to deadlift 405 pounds and squat 405 pounds again. Is it going to happen? I really don't know. So, but I like to do obstacle course races and compete in the elite obstacle course races. I also like to play golf on the weekend and drink a few too many beers. So <laughs> what is it that I can do with my body that I can help someone else do with their body that can help them enjoy that? Whether it's golf, whether it's tennis, whether it's doing obstacle course races, whether it's like a guy right now that I just finished up with earlier who really enjoyed powerlifting, but now I'm changing him to be a bit more athletic in his training, lose about 30 pounds, save $5,000 on his health insurance because by the BMI, it's saying, well, you're obese. The guy's not obese, but, you know, so is an NFL lineman, but we know they're really not obese. That's just what their BMI uh, says. So he even told me today, he said, powerlifting is a lot easier than your workouts. So... That, that was a big statement for me and big pat on my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's taking people like that and saying, all right, and, and he sits at home. He's a recruiter. So he's online all the time, calling up people, doing Zoom interviews with them to you know line them up jobs. You know, what can I do to help him have more enjoyment in his life and mm -hmm. teach them, hey, you know, you're, these are all the things that are kind of going on with you, why you can't move the way you do, why, why, my, why you might have pains and making him realize, oh, yeah, that's why I have this. That's why I'm mm -hmm. feeling like this. And he read my book and he said, everything in your book makes sense to what my life is right now and why I'm working with you. Because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be, um, you know, the, the one that's hurting all the time. I don't want to be Howard. Yeah. You know? Poor Howard. Poor Howard. <laughs> I said that about three times audibly while I was reading it. And I kept like re like adjusting my shoulders and rolling them back. <laughs> Yeah, no one wants to be Howard. No one wants to be Nobody Howard. Nobody wants to be Howard. But everyone is, right? They all are right now. They right. all are. 
you did a really great job. We, we both read your book and um, the corrective exercise certification is very in-depth and mm -hmm. um, it was overwhelming for me at first. I mean, I think it took me over six months to get through. I, it sounds like it took you not as long, but I, uh, I love that you really narrowed it down to like what the most common postural distortions and pain points are for people and why, like you really did a great job of like making it very clear and easy to read. Um, because it is a very in-depth topic, but I feel like when you, you touched on all the, um, the five major Medic points on the kinetic mm -hmm. chain. Yeah. And, um, it does it, it. I mean, I understand it cause that's what I do, but, but even Cala, I mean, it's, it's, it, you made it easy to understand. I think that's great for like the public. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, the public. You're just a public, Gala. That's it. You're the public. Just the public. The general public. <laughs> but if I can make it relatable, and you're right, that's the thing. Right? How can I, and in my communications, even with people, and I think that's where just experience comes in, is you got you to gotta meet someone where they're at. And yeah, now that I've where I'm at in my life age-wise and been through various experiences and workout phases and, you know, okay, well, I, I understand what you're doing right now. You're 28 years old. I, I understand what you want to try and do. Oh, you're a 35-year-old mom who has a daughter who's three years old. I, I, I get that. I have, have I been that? Obviously, no, but I understand where you're at in your life. Right? And now you're a 42. I understand that. Then working with other clients who are, you know, 60. I get what you want to do, understand where you're trying to go and what you're not trying to become. So mm -hmm. being able to relate and have experiences. And then if you've done any type of marketing or in your life, which most people have to share that story with them and then just mm -hmm. to be real. And I'm not going to ask someone to do something I can't. I'm going to mm -hmm. not ask them to do something that I'm not doing or I have not done. And we, I live here in the New Orleans area. So what do we like to do? We love to party. We like to drink. Mm -hmm. We like to eat a lot and do these things in ways that other people around the country go, why are you having all this booze at a two-year-old birthday party? Why are you not having all this booze at a two-year-old birthday party? That's really my question to you. Is it for the two-year-old who can't remember? No, it's for the rest of us. So yeah. let's, let's get your priorities straight. But um, so knowing that and saying, you know, it's all right. Have a good time and go do that. You don't have to be a saint all the time. Still go yeah. and enjoy what you want to do. You know, have that pizza, have the beers, have the Mexican food, whatever is fine. Let's just not do that every night. You know, yeah. and, and people go, oh, okay. More manageable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And part of it too is kind of, and you did a great job of this in your book, seeing where people are at. And, and like you said, they might be the 27 year old who let's say he is like a power lifter and he's got back problems here and there, but it doesn't bother him all the time. And he's going to push through it. But like you can forecast their future to them in a way that's like, Hey, if, if you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. And here's why. And then you explain the kinetic checkpoints and you explain you know, you need to work on opening your hips up and that's why your knees are a problem. And I, I love that the corrective exercise specialization gave the knowledge to be able to do something like that. Cause beforehand, like I always thought in college, okay, I want to train athletes. Cause I was an athlete and that sounds fun and I can kick people's ass and have a great time, you know? 
but you go out into the real world and, and athletes already have their coaches. They're, you know, they're spoken for. And so you work with the, the general public. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> you work with Kala. <laughs> oh God. No, <laughs> no but I, and literally everybody seems to have one plus issues and, and either ignore it or work around it and not really know how to fix it. Or the doctor gives them a cortisone shot and say, you know, see me again in three months, we'll try another one. Um, but to be able to have the information from that certification and, and just look at someone and really be able to change, like most of the, most of my clients, I don't know about you, Matt, but mine are in like their fifties and Mm sixties and have a lot of aches and pains and shoulder issues and back issues and knee issues and ankle, like all of it. Um, and to be able to help them like work through that pain. And so they can play golf on the weekends and they can go have a good time and they, they don't have to worry has, has been life-changing for them and for me. Um, cause it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound exciting to like, go through these three movement exercises and hopefully your shoulder will feel better in two months. You know what I mean? It just doesn't sound exciting. But then when they come back and they're like, Oh my gosh, like my, my aunt was going to get shoulder surgery and she lives in Canada. And then starting when the pandemic hit, I started zoom training and she found out. And so I've been zoom training her and I just take her through range of motion exercises. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, I can lift my arm above my head. And she, she doesn't need the surgery. And it's like that alone. I'm just like, that's what makes me excited to do what we do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Kelly, you've been very quiet here. Or are we just listening and taking notes? I'm what, taking what's it in. I always like when trainers get together and the general public has privy to your information. <laughs> Insider I information. I saying that word. <laughs> Insider information right now. That's what's happening. Celebrities right now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the, the general public. Hey, the general public pays my bills, so I'm good with that. Right. That's right. No, I there is many things that I really loved in your book. Um, one, I was telling Leanne before you jumped on, I was like, I kind of had a lump in my float throat even in your acknowledgments because you were just like the people that have helped you out on this path, you really have love for and it and it shows and it translated into what you've been doing. So it was really cool as a reader to like get that up front. And I loved that your son designed your book cover. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, he had to design the logo on the back, that that little one that he did. But um, it's awesome. And I thought it was just really, really super cool. sweet. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. He's a first year graphic design major. I'm just a freshman in college. Unfortunately, doing it all online right now. Um, you know, we we talked him off the ledge of trying to become architecture and engineering because he's not good at math, and which is fine. Yeah. You know, it was I told him, dude, you're going the wrong place. You love art, you love drawing, which is awesome. How about graphic design? Let's take a lot yeah. of that math right on out and just enjoy what you like. You know, and that's what he does. And 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 kudos, he'll never say, Yeah, Dad, you know, help me out on that. But uh, you know, that was that's how that went. So I give him an opportunity saying, Here, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. But you know, draw it and there's gonna be you're gonna have to learn that hey, first one isn't gonna work, second one might not work, third one might not work, you know, but You'll have at least put on your resume, you have been paid for a published artwork. You know, it's out there, it's on Amazon. People can see it. People are buying it. So here you go. And so, you know, pay them a hundred bucks and you did it. And uh, hopefully, you know, 
he can at least talk about them when he tries to get a job. At least he's, he's been paid for a graphic design job. Yeah, that's fantastic. What um, motivated you? Sorry, go Kala. Go public. <laughs> go GP. GP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Oh, that's so funny. One of the other takeaways that I really like from your book was, was the term remodeling that you used. Can you talk a little bit about what that means for our listeners? So when you, yeah, definitely. Um, and remodeling can be obviously positive and negative uh, as we're sitting in one position or standing in one position or we're overusing um, an aspect of our, of our body, then the nerves and muscles, everything begins to form into that. So for example, the same client, he was sitting at his desk and he always had his right foot up on this block and it would just, it begins more comfortable for him. And so in doing his assessments and then just watch him stand there and I'm stretching, I said, what, what do you do with your right foot all day? Goes, what do you mean? So because your, your foot turns out, your, your right foot turns out more than your left foot. So you have a lot more tightness on that side. What are you doing? So, well, I have my foot up on this block and I just sit there like that all, you know, all day in type. I said, well, that's why your posture is that way. That's why your hips shift. That's why your ankles are out. That's why we can't get it lined up. So honestly, you're going to have to take that block away and just let yourself stand normally or sit normally. And so he did. He, I said, it's going to be hard mentally at first because you're used to that. And that's your normal. That's your new normal. So we're going to have to recreate that new normal. And so now he's remodeled himself back and taken away. So now his feet line up nice and square. And that's what basically remodeling is, is just changing the position of your body through stretches, through specific strengthening exercises that can help your muscles line up properly. And then your bones will do what they do as your muscles change. Chiropractors help with remodeling also, you know, a lot along the spine, a lot along the hips. Um, so someone like me can work with a chiropractor and get someone even more in line because, you know, they're just kind of adjusting you that once a week, but I can get a little bit more in, in, in depth with you. Uh, with a program or a corrective exercise specialist can. And, and that's what the remodeling does. And, and I've seen it you know, in myself um, working on these same things. And that's what I, as I tell people, if I can't do it, if I'm not doing, haven't experienced it, how can I relate to you that, you know what, this is going to suck right now when mm -hmm. we're doing this is going to suck, but it pays off better. Or you, you might actually like this. I kind of liked it. Um, you know, so we'll stretch in this way or we'll strengthen in that way. And that's what the remodeling does. And it, it can be. And that's, I think, the nice thing about the human body is you can kind of reteach the old dog new tricks and work to get them a little bit more upright posture instead of them being, you know, hunched over all the time and their necks forward to an extent, you know, if they work on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you brought up chiropractors too, because I have a lot of clients that, I mean, they fall in love with their chiropractor and they see them once, you know, every week. And I don't disagree with like what chiropractic is, I definitely think it's helpful, but it doesn't really address the problem. Like chiropractors aren't the ones that I know anyways, aren't giving people homework, like exercises to do to, you know, they adjust their bones in a certain position, but they aren't stretching the tight muscles that are pulling the bones out of position to begin with and strengthening the weak ones to keep that new adjustment in place. Um, they just have them come back every week and they just readjust. And that kind of, I think, doing the range of motion exercises and strengthening those weak muscles helps to kind of fill the gap there. I don't know if they're having those conversations like we are 
with the client. Right. What is what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? What is your body position on a day-to-day basis? How are you sitting? How are you standing? What's your percentage of your day sitting standing? And all these things, um, you know, they take an x-ray, the good ones do, and see what's going on and show their client, you know, this is what's happening in your x-ray. Your hips are like this, you know, which causes this to be here and this to be there. But what's going on beyond that, besides from an injury or a car crash or, yeah. or a thing like that? I mean, what's going on daily that you're constantly in this position? And I think that's where we do and can help with that. And then when they read my book, you know, they can get relate to that. And that's the whole thing is it is being relatable. If you can't give an example that's relatable to someone, how, how do they understand what you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. And I guess I pride myself on that overall, even in my interviews like this, you know, what, how, how can I be relatable to your audience so that they can understand and say, Oh yeah, you know what? Hey, Matt and the general public and Leanne felt like they were all, you know, best friends out there and, and have been doing this for months and, and days and weeks and years. You know, I love just... you, GP. <laughs> yeah, y'all's friendship bracelets are in the mail. Oh, excellent. 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 I want mine with a little gold on there. If you, if you got it. You got um, it. <laughs> but if they can understand that and then go, yeah, I know what the hell that dude's trying to tell me. So that's the important mm-hmm. part. Are you at a standing desk right now? I'm just standing. I knew it. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> I'm really in my head right now as I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm literally. <laughs> Both of y'all are so screwed up at this whole interview. Like, Jesus, he's judging me. He's judging me. He's judging me. <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. Um, but we did talk about how amazing, like, you know, you can retrain your body to do different things or stretch in different ways. And in a, in a section of your book is about neuroplasticity mm-hmm. um, and, and how important that is and the mind's ability to just reorganize itself. What about that fascinates you so much? It's because it's really the missing piece out there that people don't know about one from a school standpoint. So if we take this to kids in school, what are they not getting a lot of physical education, physical activity, recess, ability to get out and play? What does that do? Well, if you look at the 2018 physical activity guidelines from the CDC, they talk about the importance of physical exercise to cognitive function. And what about moderate to vigorous physical activity can do for around 11 to 20 minutes about the same amount of time before you do a complex task, your brain is prime. Your brain is ready to go because it's the only way that you can build cells in your hippocampus. And sitting here in the classroom all damn day is not making these kids smarter, plus all the behavioral problems that come out with it. So they have to be physically active because that's how you build your brain cells. That's how your brain grows. And that's that's how you're able to now process the information and your speed of processing goes up, your executive function goes up. Um, executive functions, things like literally, you know, buttoning your shirt, putting on your pants every day. So you don't have to think about, well, how do I put my legs through? That's why people with Alzheimer's dementia have so much problems because they've lost their executive function. They forgot how to get dressed. Mm-hmm. And exercise and elevating your heart rate is what puts these brain cells back in and helps us to reduce cognitive decline. So on the older side, it's the same thing. Our brain is very plastic when we're young and then as we get older. And that's where that neuroplasticity really comes into play is because it helps to fight the cognitive decline of Alzheimer's, of dementia. Um, 
and doing the complex movements like a squat, for example, all the nerve impulses and things that have to go into it. And you have to think about proper form. You have to think about stopping, pausing, moving, all that stuff is what helps keep the brain plastic or pliable so you can reteach someone just like um, when they have a stroke and you got to teach them how to walk again. You got to teach them how to talk again. That's all neuroplasticity. So it's, it's been out there forever and ever, but not a lot of people talked about or brought it up to light. And that's what I want to do with my book and that part of the audience is get them understanding the concept of exercise. You can do your, uh, was it Sudoku? Is that what it is? Whatever those puzzles. Sudoku, my dad loves them. Right? Do them all day long. That's great. But that's not going to actually build brain cells in your hippocampus. That's not really going to grow the new neuron, neuron pathways. It's fun. Sure, it helps. But what's going to make that even better is if you get out there and get your heart rate elevated. It is amazing how connected the brain and the body are. I feel like all our conversations that me and Cal have, something about that gets brought up each time. Yeah. So um, what are you reading right now or what, what's piquing your interest in, the, in your area of study and passion? I read a lot of stuff from Dan Kennedy. He's a marketing guy. Um, okay. He talks. That's your degree. Your degree was in marketing. My degree is in marketing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So people are like, why did you uh, become a trainer instead of uh, marketing? I said, well, I really haven't changed. I'm, yeah. still, I'm, I'm still selling. I'm now selling personal training services instead of selling a copier or instead of selling uniform rental services like, like I've done. But I'm still selling. We're all selling. You know, it's just, it, it's different. Um, I think that's what separates, honestly, a good trainer from um, kind of a bad one. You know, they just think, well, I just work out. I'm just going to pay to work out. If I look like a supermodel over here in the gym, people are just going to want to come train with me. Uh, no, you have to go out and operate like a business. That's, that's how you can be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I read a lot of his stuff. Um, and it's about, his, he just talks about direct response and uh, kind of be um, not go on and on about just direct response marketing, as opposed to just, making posts on here, making posts on there, but there's no way to track and get contact information for people. At the end of the day, it's how are you getting contact information? And then what are you doing with it from there? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your marketing strategies. You put out some pretty awesome videos. (laughs) (laughs) With Howie? Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, right here. This is my studio. You can see this is is Howie's studio. That's where a lot of it gets done. That's where the magic happens. All right there. You can tell that you have fun with it, though. And I think that that's important. I try to. Um, and again, make it relatable. I don't know how good mm-hmm. they are. But if, if someone can relate to it, um, that's the goal. It's Marketing is always an ongoing process. You're never, ever done with it. I guess yeah. like working out. You're never, ever done. As I tell people when they're working on the foam roller, dude, you're, you're never going to be done with that gonna hurt all the time just (laughs) part of it um on the fiction side i like uh stuff by bill o'reilly uh his series uh killing um you know killing those are great history books i learned so much from them and i want to then spew information on everybody about it did you know about what happened with george washington did you know what the hessians came in and they're trenton and i don't fucking care oh okay well i'll tell you anyways (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we talked about your favorite. I'm curious. Oh, Killing Lincoln was so good. Kill, yeah, Killing Lincoln was good. 
Leanne's going, I don't know what you're talking about. Now I'm going to. Like, um, okay, I'm um, going to take a break. Right. I'm not, <laughs> the right G- I'm not the GP on this one. So. Uh, <laughs> killing Kennedy and killing Reagan was, they, they both, I learned so much um, more than I did in any history class that I, that I took in I school. I think the same way with him is just his style. So if yeah. you haven't read anything, Leanne, I, and you don't like history book, it's all right. But it's the yeah. style of telling a story that almost seems like it's fiction, but mm-hmm. it's it's really nonfiction, and uh, it just makes it easily uh, relatable. That's pretty cool. It's not I, your uh, it's not your history textbook. Okay, because I hated history no, growing it's, up. It's... I just I was just like, why? Like, let's be in the now. <laughs> but I. Uh, I remember when I moved to Texas, I was so pissed off because we had American history and now we also had Texas history. So I had two history classes and I was like, what is this? Like, I I didn't think that was a thing. So we had to double up on history. And I'll tell you, I don't, I literally don't remember. I I remember nothing. So maybe I should try fiction books. (laughs) Or yes. maybe not. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. I'll just just uh, stick to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, living ignorance. It's all right. Drunk history. There we go. Oh, I can follow that one. <laughs> that happened Sunday for me. That was live and in person drunk history. <laughs> live and in person. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I have to ask you though. So, what sparked you wanting to to write a book? So that's quite a process. It is. Um, so back to marketing, Dan, Ken- uh, Dan Kennedy, I went to something called Super Conference in Orlando and uh, it's called No BS um, is what his company's called or Magnetic Marketing. I don't know if you, you've heard of that. And they talked about it then. Uh, Advantage Media Group is the one that actually bought out Magnetic Marketing. And they talked about writing a book is just position yourself as an expert. And that's how can you be different than your competition? I, like, oh, I want to write a book. I don't know what I want to book on yet, but I want to write a book. And so it just marinated, you know, for about two years. And then, uh, you know, pandemic happened. Boom. Now everybody's out of work. So when you talked about how it took you six months, right, to get your CES, it took me 30 days because what else am I going to do? Nothing. Oh, that's amazing. So I did in 30 days. And uh, you're saying 30, right? Don't make me feel too bad. Okay. (laughs) It was like three days. It was no problem. A month. (laughs) A month. <laughs> Didn't even blink. <laughs> Didn't blink. I did. It took me a month, and, okay. and I did it. Uh, and then that's when it started to form. Okay, so now, now I can write. I want to write my book. So this is what I want to write my book on. I want to think about what what is it? Let's. Well, why am I becoming a corrective extra specialist? Well, I'm an athlete. Like this is the game of life. We're in life. So let's. It's like being the athlete in the game of life. So that's when the title started to form. Yeah, it's a great title. I appreciate it. And uh, so then I, you know, the, the PPP funding came out and I investigated what is it to work with Advantage Media? How much was it, would it cost? I was like, oh, I obviously don't have that in my checking account. So I was able to go out and get a, a PPP loan through the SBA and help me. And I went to Advantage Media and they have a whole program that's specifically for entrepreneurs. So that's why you know, the book is what it is. Uh, you know, it's not a novel. You don't have to make it a novel to make it be entertaining and, and communicate your story. And then from there, yeah, I, I worked with a, a writer and we, we put it all together and I gave him a ton of notes and a ton of information and we just pieced everything together and then came out with, uh, after you know, a few edits, which I'll read. Mm-hmm. So anyone out there, 
I highly suggest Advantage Media Group and and uh, write a book. Huh? <laughs> Interesting, you I'm say really, that. Really Attacks at me today, Leah. <laughs> In the best way. In Looks like way. you have your publisher. <laughs> um, let's change subjects. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, sorry. oh! Is there sorry. is the GP going to write a book? It's on the wish list. It's on it's on future plans, but you know it'll happen when it's time. And and that's it. You're right. So what happened? That's the time. The the time yeah. happened. I literally have the time, and put it all together, and uh, boom! Then it came out. Then I had a book launch party here in December. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I didn't hear about that. That's so cool. What did? was that night like for you or day like for you? <sighs> Hectic. Breaking a lot yeah. of rules. Breaking a lot of rules. <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. <laughs> a lot of rules. Well, you know, we're supposed to be in like a lockdown with, uh, you know, certain only a certain amount of people and mm. what have you and no live music. But all that happened and there was live music and uh, a band and lots of drinking and but we had a good time it was just a total celebration it's awesome that's what it was it was december 4th and uh i said you know we're gonna do it and i, I knew a guy who who owned a um a restaurant a golf simulator kind of bar and simulator place and so i just used it there he was a client and uh we had food and lots of drinks and uh i did a facebook live and brought people up that were acknowledged in the book and some of the pictures Aww. are on my facebook page and and people were watching it i don't know how many people watch it four yeah. four maybe who knows maybe three and a half <laughs> public, you yeah know. yeah and uh and everyone was there and they said it was a good time and lots of shots were consumed and then some live music afterwards but it was just a celebration let's and a few stretches here and there. Uh, a yeah. few stretches, a few stretches, <laughs> a few stretches. So I want to ask you, because I know uh, with my business, it was very poorly impacted by the pandemic. Like, how were you impacted? And, you know, I, obviously you kept yourself busy, but are you, have you been building your business back up since? And how have you been doing that? So, yeah, I work at a health club. Um Yeah. And gyms were reopened here in Louisiana in last May. So we didn't have a full here too. Yeah, shutdown. Um, it, it just took a while. And people came back to the gym. And, and I would, my really studies, I would go to their house and okay, train them yeah. at their house. So mm -hmm. in that part, yeah, I was, you know, you're making $800 a week. And then whatever cash I was making plus on top of that. So it was, life was good. You just had nowhere to spend it. So you stick it on your <laughs> savings account. And so that's what I did. And then in time, it came back and came back. And as the phases uh, reopened now, Texas, congratulations, 100% yeah. reopening starting <laughs> next week. Um, yeah. We're in now what we call phase three, but the size of our health club is, is huge. And even though we're supposed okay. to be at 50%, on the best day, we don't even reach 50% of fire marshal yeah. capacity. It's, it's, just, it's massive. Yeah. So people have come back, and right now I'm averaging five to six sessions a day. That's great. That's like full time for a trainer. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, plus, uh, is your health club is it a commercial gym or is it just local to to your area? It's just local to us. It's called Franco's oh. Athletic Club. 
and okay. I actually uh, get to walk to work every day because how nice. close it is for me. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, I also um, did you did you try Zoom training at all? Did you give it a shot? No, and as um, I unroll and unveil my coaching programs through the book, um, that will mm -hmm. be part of Zoom. But for this, no, I yeah, never tried it. I, I did it out of necessity. It, it is pretty hilarious at times. It's just like, you know, it, I'm very hands-on. So like I tell, I give people cues and I move them around and yeah. you can't do that in Zoom. So it's helped my communication, I think a lot. Um, but it is, it's, it's not the same. It, it just can't be. No, training, training is physical. You have to touch your clients, move them, change them, position them. And that's, that's part of it. So yeah. the, Hey, no, dude, no, dude, no, the other way, no, the other way, no, yeah. no, the other way, no, the other way. <laughs> and then you freeze. Right. Are you still there? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, so some of my clients have me on their tablets and so I'll, it'll be like in the middle of their set and I'll just hear a crash and then it's black. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I fell on the floor. <laughs> so I just started screaming like, ow, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like sorry i dropped you Oops. <laughs> yeah yeah Oops. but it is it's it's funny what you know being forced to adapt has you do <laughs> yeah yeah it does and i and the pandemic also got me back in love with golf i will say that oh, that's good because that was one of the few things that are open and mm -hmm. i was training a uh a client who lived right there on a golf course close to me and i look and see people out there like damn why don't I want to play golf again? And then I got a couple of my high school friends because I went to high school here in the same area, same town. And uh, we got together and we um, started playing at first, just a big drunk fest. But then we got a little bit more serious. All right, let's improve, let's improve. And I got some lessons. And um, so we rekindled the love of golf. So since we can't go to concerts anymore, you know, it's kind of what. Yeah. What do you love about golf so much? I've played on and off since I was a, a kid. My dad was a scratch golfer. My grandfather was a, a scratch golfer uh, on different sides. And it's, it's a challenge. It, it, you can't – I've played soccer my whole life. I played in high school, played in college, played as an adult in kind of semi-pro leagues. It's just – it's always a challenge. You can't ever master it. As uh, one of the guys I play with say, man, it's just fucking golf. I said, it, it is. <laughs> it is. There's no other word for it. And, yeah. The foam roller of sports. You're never done. Oh, you're never done. <laughs> you're never done. It is good to have a skill like that, too. We were talking um, last week with Liz, and she was talking about how people, like, as she works with people mostly in retirement and stuff like that, and to have, like, a hobby or a skill that you focus on is, like, basically essential, especially once you do lose, like, the whole career portion of your life to have something like that where you can always improve and always work on. Um, I think that's, you have to have it, you know? Yeah. And, and I'd I love, because it's a guy that when I was in high school, we were friends, but never would, if you said, all right, dude, you're 30 years from now or just under 30 years from now, you and Kevin are going to play golf together like every week and every other week. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Get out of here. But we do. And, and we love it. And, um, you know, you find things right to replace your, your social and what are things that you can do. And, and uh, you know, we would go to little shows and concerts in, in New Orleans 
at least once or twice a month um, for stuff. And now that you can't, so this became kind of replaced that avenue and he's stuck with it and I've stuck with it. And so we just have a good time. Yeah, that's cool. As things are starting to open back up um, and when they do in your area, what are kind of your hopes for your business? Like, what do you want to see happen? Well, I'd like to, as I'm creating the athlete in the game of life a little bit more, um, ultimately, I want to have events. I want to do speaking seminars, not just Zoom-wise, but back to getting in front of people and getting in front of audience and, you know, one-to-many selling. Um, I love that. I, I love doing this. I feel I'm good at it. What I suck at is actually making the little post and making it pretty and making all this algorithm to do this and to do that. I don't know shit about that. I, I, I don't. You need a <laughs> I need Cal. I need yeah, That's... But what can I do? I can get up and, and, and relate to people, have a good interview, make people laugh, have a good time, deliver a message. You know, that's why I'm on the air uh, regularly every week, actually on Alabama 100, which is on not quite where your listing area is at, Cal. It's on the other side of uh, Birmingham. Um, and I'm in, uh, on the radio in Iowa every week. I'm on the radio in... Are you really? Uh-huh. I'm on the radio in Denver once a month and um, should hopefully get a... Con- extended to for BYU radio on Sirius XM once a month talking about fitness uh-huh based wow. on my on my book and I'll say promote my services and, and went out and, and pitched them some ideas about hey and we'll continue I so I paid for PR after I did my book and I paid for PR campaign and, and they got me radio interviews and um, they guaranteed you 15 interviews in the top 100 markets across the country Wow. And so I, you know, got them pretty quick and uh, then just established a relationship with some of those people and went back to them after and said, Hey, you know, would you be interested in pursuing it more and, and doing either weekly or monthly or an ongoing thing? Because you can just tell what, when the, if there's a banter, there's a conversation, there's something relatable, then right. maybe there's an option here. I can't pay for PR for the rest of my life. It's expensive. It's effective, but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I just I went on my own, and and so now I'm on with um, KMA land KMA in um, Iowa. It's the very southwest corner of Iowa. Every week with a guy named uh, Austin. Um, I can't think of Austin last name. McNorton, Austin McNorton, and then Alabama 100 every week with Teresa Goodman. And actually, I got to call her after this, and she's putting together a big proposal for me to actually go out and get a sponsorship for uh, uh, my own show, and then yeah. BYU Radio. Um, out there in Salt Lake City, and then another guy named John Rush, who uh, has been on the radio forever in Denver, um, KLZ 560 AM. And after I did one interview with him, as we were hanging up, he said, "I'm gonna have you back on." Oh, awesome! Yeah. So I got <laughs> that water. next one with him, and then they handed it off to me. And then our, I just love talking to him. It's just a fun interview. So every month I'm on with him. Do you, you guys just go totally candid or do they give you like, hey, this is probably the structure. These are the points we're going to hit. Do they give you any idea of what to expect? I come up with that. You do? Because okay. I'm the, I have to pitch to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's, gonna, what's in it for, for me uh, on their side, right? What's in it right. for them? What's in it for their audience? So what I do is I tell them, look, I will go out and find. Uh, so in January, I, my uh, whole pitch was reject the resolution. We're going to reject New Year's resolutions. We're going to just have a different mindset about it this year. And instead of trying to do a resolution where there's a start and a stop, 
what can we do to make this a healthy lifestyle? Because mm-hmm. that's why people drop off of them, right? They have these high expectations of losing, you know, 40 pounds in four days. Right? That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why on January 7th, they're done. So how can we continue this? So we got to change our mindset. So I came up with a whole list of questions and answers for that. And then February is American Heart Month. So I came up with a whole list of questions for that. Questions and answers. So I send them these questions and what what's some of the answers so they see. And then that's how you, the conversation goes to the listener. They're like, oh, wow, this is probably great. Kind of candid. They don't really just jiving off each other. And guess what? <laughs> we, we have our yeah. sheet right there. Yeah. <laughs> and the scenes stuff that we love so much when we get yes. guests like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this month is um, National Nutrition Month by the Academy of uh, Dietitians. So came up with a bunch of questions for that, sent them off, and, and we go from there. April, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll get there. that's fun because that keeps you kind of staying growing and challenged as well that's really that's really yeah what do you attribute your your mindset to like how do you get in that I know you're an athlete so I think some of it probably comes from that if not all of it but what your determination your focus your, your drive what do you do you attribute that to anything I I guess wanting to be the best in, in what I do, um, I, I do. In, like I, I think so. I've always been a, a leader or someone who steps up to the front. Um, you know, I was the president of my fraternity twice, president of my alumni chapter. I, you know, generally I, I'm a good follower, you know, give me a good leader. I'm a good follower. Uh, I think I just naturally do that in the first place and I enjoy talking about fitness and, and leading it, uh, I think you have to be a product of your own product, you know, and, and lead a healthy, active lifestyle or whatever you're going to do. If not, like, why is someone going to train with a fat trainer? Uh, you can't get up and down the stairs without a breath. Why are you going to invest your money in me? And mm-hmm. I think that's important for whatever someone does uh, to be able to walk the walk of it. And it, it's fun. That it's, it, I, I enjoy it. I have a good time with it. Uh, and, and I guess it shows in interviews and talking with people and relating to people. So. And those videos, man, they get me laughing, but I learned something. Well, <laughs> that's the point. I, 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 they didn't make one. I, I can figure out what Howie's going to do. So I do spend weeks going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to talk about? How do you come up with topics? They just come to you after thinking for a while? Or do you have a place where, like, do you have any podcasts you listen to or shows you watch that kind of inspire you? I'll think of um, maybe with clients, maybe something that's going on with a client and mm-hmm. go, oh, well, let me talk about that. Uh, I'm trying to get my class going on at the gym, so I'll make little videos for them um, every week. The Howie's not, doesn't do that one. Matt Peel actually does those. <laughs> and just trying to, th- what, again, what's relevant? What is relevant to someone that we're talking about? So what was my last one about um, sitting down or standing up? I forgot whatever my last one was. Oh, I'm sweeping. I mm-hmm. was, I'm sweeping. So things like that. And uh, I want to go do one outside, like by the golf course. But yeah, people are going to start walking by me and saying, what are you doing talking on the talking to the ground over there? Do it. It's liberating. Well, yeah, I, pr- I probably I will. all the time. I probably will. Do you need to borrow our ring light? <laughs> I, I got a ring light right. I got a ring light right here. I have. Um, You're ready. I have. I have my my lapel microphone right here, so that's how you can hear Perfect. 
That was a, a great investment. The best $45 ever. <laughs> yeah. Bluetooth. And that's why I come up with them. So tell if you have an idea, like, tell me. I'll, I'll, Howie will do something. Howie's kind of crazy. <laughs> How okay. did you come up with Howie? Actually, Howie that's what uh, the guy that I wrote the, the book with, he kind of came up with the idea uh, okay. for it. And then when I was reading the edits, I was like, oh, this is great. I can just, I can make videos with Howie. I can bring Howie to life. And he really, he kind of based it on our conversations and based a little bit on me, um, how life goes and things I talked about and all the, the research that I gave him. And then I just took Howie off the page and made him a, a 3D person that's flesh and blood. And so I have that headband. I say, oh, let me put that on because that way he'll be really like the athlete in the game of life. And that was from yeah. um, doing a Tough Mudder. That's where that headband's from. So I just turn it inside out so it's just white. <laughs> yeah, you said you do <laughs> obstacle course races. Mm -hmm. So do you have one planned? Um, they just started, I think there's the one, one in Dallas. In there's one in Dallas in yeah. June. Yeah. Is it open to the general public? Or <laughs> it's open to GP. It is open to GP. <laughs> Great question, GP. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> See, you could be oh you'd be perfect on the couch there, uh, you know, Kala. GP, what do you think of that? <laughs> oh you should just ask the ghost of GP <laughs> on your couch. Kala can fill in the voice memos later. I should. It'll be like the old, um, like the old Johnny Carson outfit you saw when he got the envelope and he put up to his head, like the Swami, and he go, uh, Babe Ruth and single malt scotch and then he open it and goes oh how to get shit faced easy you know wh whatever it, yeah. it is you know that's come up with things like I love that. so how do you train for an obstacle course race how do you train yourself uh lots of running unfortunately mm -hmm. and um speeding up i speed everything up as far as less rest a lot of pull-ups tons of pull-ups i know it's a lot of of hanging and I try and integrate uh, balance work into it. So I'm not concerned about how much I'm lifting at that point in time, but what's the volume and pull-ups, 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 because it's all, it's all about grip. And yeah. that's why I see people fail the most is they can't hold. And then, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, uh, then balance, balance. Is we got to get to a, a stress ball GP. They'll literally be here today. Simon ordered, my husband ordered a bunch of like hand mobility stuff for the, for the kids actually and with the gym and all that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's hilarious timing. Tons of pull-ups. I'm not, but that's it. And then trying to find different ways to grip and do pull-ups. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not the traditional bar, but anything that's odd grip. Try and that's where I struggle with trying to do that. It's just knowing the placement and what exactly like with pull-ups specifically, like, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> They're tough. Pull-ups are tough. Yeah, they are beyond. Yeah. For and where you place your hands differentiates what muscles you're working. Mm -hmm. Usually the reverse grip pull-ups are, are easier to start on. Yeah, you have more yeah. bicep recruitment when yeah. you're um, facing or, or neutral. This is the hardest. Yeah. And then the farther apart, even harder. Yeah. But, you know, they have different attachments and things like that. That, that go through that you got to figure out how to use i've fallen many times mm -hmm. but that's my strength is is <laughs> I'm just there. Like a little help, here. help 
Help. The obstacles are my strength. I hate running. I hate running. I yeah. hate it. Most people do. Even as a soccer player, that surprises me. So there's a difference. Okay, so here's okay. the difference. Ask me, hey, would you like to go play basketball? Do you want to go play soccer? Do you want to go the ultimate frisbee? Yes. 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 Do you want to go for a jog? No. <laughs> No. So there just has to be like some kind of ball or frisbee involved. Something, yes. Some way to just win or go have fun. Some way to win. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not thinking about running. I know I'm running, but I'm not thinking about running. So yeah. running is part of it, but it's not the whole thing. It's part of it, but it's not the whole thing. And yeah, that to that me is just like, oh, I got something else to do. <laughs> meeting with howie later oh yeah. howie and i are having a uh business meeting that we're gonna come <laughs> up with our new videos for htc oh, oh my gosh yes send them to my inbox i cannot wait this has been such a fun time hanging out with you matt i knew it would be um tell us what you want our audience to hear where they can connect with you and, and things like that as we wrap up so they can go to my website mattpeel.com and um, they can order my book from there, right at the top banner. They can take a survey on the homepage on chronic pain and see where they stack on that. They can um, listen to all the inter bunch of different interviews I've done and see where I've been on TV, uh, on my, my media page. Um, look at my different programs I have, uh, sign up for my newsletter. That's the best way to do it. They can go to my Facebook page, Athlete in the Game of Life and uh, look at the posts there and look at my um, book launch party, some of those pictures, video. <laughs> and uh, Twitter, you can go to Twitter, uh, at Matt Peel, or on LinkedIn, same thing. I do have a Instagram, but I really don't post a lot on there and, or do much business on it, so. Mm -hmm. Or just come hang out with me. I live here in Mandeville, Louisiana. <laughs> come golf sometime. Come oh, golf sometime. Well you know, have have lots of alcohol sometimes <laughs> on the weekends. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Matt. I like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Come back and hang out with us sometime. This is a lot of fun. Oh, anytime. Schedule it. I'm uh you know, maybe we can do it after five or before five. I don't care. I mean I start drinking Sunday at ten thirty in the morning, so it didn't really matter to me. Uh, so after five or before five whatever or at, at five would be fine as at well five is, is fine <laughs> five is just purely subjective it means nothing whatsoever except i have five fingers is that is that central standard time cal that's, that's central <laughs> mountain greenwich time got it i'll be there <laughs> excellent bye right. bye Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, we invite you to come be a part of the HTC community. Find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Have the Combo and click around on our links to find ways that you can get involved. Talk soon. Talk soon.